Hello, welcome to Comic Book Junto's movie review, not movie review, <laughs> episode Count review it. Of, what, of What If episode number two. And the title of that episode is What If T'Challa Became a Star-Lord. Hey. I'm your host, Dr. Star-Lord. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I'm a geek culture philosopher, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam... Uh, I mean, I've done Jabari so many times. <laughs> you can do Jabari. It always makes me ha- as a white person. Please, when you say when you say the J is for Jabari, wow, what an honor! Honestly, wow, yeah. Well, Adam Jabari. <laughs> oh wow, what an honor! Honestly, uh, so nice to be accepted into the Jabari clan. I uh, very much feel like uh, what was Frodo's uh, character's name in. Uh, yeah, not, Did you just say his name and then ask him what his name was? Bilbo, Bil, he played Bilbo Baggins uh, in uh, the Hobbit movies, and he was in the uh, Black Panther movie. I very much feel like him, uh, like that person. Martin Freeman is the name of the actor. I can't remember the, the, the agent's name. It doesn't matter. The point is... is he was also called Colonizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So happy, That's Will. So happy to be here. So... Yeah, and not under that you name. Know. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> but yes, we are back once again to have another conversation yes. about Marvel's What If. Yes. What If. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited. Um, if you have not joined us for the first episode, please feel free to go listen to that episode, um, which should be, I mean, relatively close, depending upon how far in the future. This could be millions of years in the future, and we could be the only... Can you imagine, Adam, if this is being heard millions of years in the future, and this is the only audio available, all kinds of analog is gone. Somehow, you know what I mean, the metaverse has taken over and they deleted it, (laughs) you know what I mean? And the only thing left is comic book Junto, and they need to understand all of pop culture through us? (gasps) (laughs) Uh, honestly, can't deal with that pressure. That is way too much pressure. No big deal. For me to say something that is worth hearing. Uh, so I, I don't want to imagine that. I don't want to imagine that the only thing that is on the golden, you know, the golden record floating out in space with all right, the important right. things to discover about humanity. It's Comment just... Uh, uh, yeah, and, the, and all the aliens are listening to it and saying, how come they haven't hit 200 episodes yet? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> how, <laughs> how long has this podcast been going on? It seems like if they kept any kind of frequency, there'd be significantly more episodes. And why is there this large gap of content? Yeah. Uh-huh. What has happened? Uh-huh. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we're happy to be here. I am happy to be here. I'm very happy to be here. I'm very happy to, to talk about this. I'm very this. happy to be here. Very happy to talk about this episode. I always have to watch myself. I can't. You do that uh, accent, you, and uh, I want to mimic uh-huh. it. My human <laughs> impulse is like, yeah, do it. Do what he's doing. And uh, I will. then something activates and he says, I don't know if that's for me. Not be. I will be uh, resisting that impulse the entire time we record this. I'm very excited to talk about this episode. Before we get into this episode, can we just do a quick pop culture catch up? Oh, okay. A lot has happened okay. in in the the last week. You know, between the last time we recorded an episode, what if episode one, mm-hmm. and now, and I wanted to check in with you a little bit. We were just having a conversation before we hit record about both of us catching up on Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oof. Yeah. Internet, listen, we are going to be doing a, what is it, Evangelion 3.0 
and 1.1, you cannot finish these episodes, these, these movies or something no, to that effect. Don't be ridiculous, man. The fourth film is you called... Can, you cannot watch this without feeling depressed. Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.01, <laughs> subtitle, uh, Thrice Upon a Time. So it is the, the fourth okay. film... Oh, is that because... Of, okay, I'm not going to say it. Yeah. I'm not going to say it because well, I don't want to. You know, there, there is a little. Meta, I don't want to spoil it. The entire thing is extremely meta. It's all like commentary on itself, and this is the the very, very, very final ending of Evangelion, which we've heard before. If you have been a fan, uh, but mm-hmm. this is it. So says the creator Hideaki Anno. He says, "I'm done, done, maybe." And uh, this is the third time. See. This is the third time he has tried to end the series, which is why it's called Thrice Upon a Time. This is ending okay. number three. We got the original ending in the series. We got End of Evangelion, which was the second ending, and this is the third time we're going to try to end it. Uh, we will have to discuss this, but you said mm-hmm. you were catching up on the rebuilt films, which were uh, m- uh, major motion pictures beginning in two thousand seven. And and finally ending in 2021. I'm pretty sure I watched one and two. Yeah, like the, the well, not whatever I even named one and two. Yeah, the first and second of the rebuild films. I have not watched the third or the fourth. Mental- so I'm rewatching the first and third. I mean, I'm rewatching the first three, so that when I go in the fourth, it's like it's it's clear and as fresh as humanly possible. Right. You know, and I, I can say even then, you know, trying to be as fresh as possible on this, impossible to remember what the hell is going on. The moment it begins, you're like, what is, who, why, why, what is that? There, there is no real answer. There's no ability to be 100% prepared. I wanted to check in, uh, mental health status. Do you, do you bring up Evangelion with your therapist? Do you bring them and say, look, I don't know why I get in the robot. <laughs> I got to sit in the corner and think on it. <clears throat> There's a fu- very funny joke that was said off air. Yeah. Um, that will not be anywhere near as funny as you say it again <laughs> on air. But the bottom line is, you know, we're prepping and we're talking and I have a unit one Funko, like a, one of the larger Funkos on my little yeah, bookshelf yeah, behind big. me. Uh-huh. And Adam was like, oh, I see the little unit one back there. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm rewatching the things. And I'm like, man, they, these movies are freaking bonkers. <laughs> and i'm just like talking about shinji if you know you know and i was like man shinji is a whiny dude why do you get in the robot and it's just like do or do not get in the robot sir you know yeah. what i mean and now of course i'm in the middle of watching the movie so you know there's a little bit i'm not i'm not the my most empathetic yeah but adam said i said do i even want to watch this fourth movie and adam goes octavius why do you get in the robot? <laughs> that was a fantastic joke. I think Internet. it's worth asking <laughs> oneself. Honestly, every day you should ask yourself, why do I get in the robot? I mean, that's an interesting way of putting it. Like someone, if you put that on your wall and someone, what does that mean? It's like, yeah. I, if you know, you know. Right next we to do the, all get in the robot in a sense, right? It's right next to the decal in your mother's living room that says, live, laugh, love. Uh, it says, <laughs> Barbara, Mrs. Tedris, why do you get in the robot? You know, look at that every day and remember your purpose. That's what it's that's about. That's a really good, that's an interesting point. We might have to revisit mm. that. But the only reason we bring that up is because that is current events and we are going to be doing a uh, movie review on that at a later date. So keep an yes. eye slash ear out for that. Mm-hmm. And also to encourage you, if you have not watched 
the first three rebuild movies and even going into the fourth, you may want to take this time and watch those so that when we come up and you see that episode pop up on your feed. Yes. Yeah. You can be there and have be ready to dive right in. Because that's kind of what happened to me. We, we haven't talked about this in a while. Long time. And I just saw a podcast pop up. And I was like, oh, did that come out? So I wasn't prepped, you know, because it's just like out of sight, out of mind. So yeah. if you want to join us, feel free to catch up and then watch the movie. I bring it up because it is a very exciting time. Uh, it, this is something that I genuinely did not believe. Or I should say I doubted that it was ever going to happen. There's always been talk about the ending of this series coming. Like I said, the, the Rebuild movies, which is the third iteration of the story. Fourth, if you count the manga, which I have not even read. I don't know if that's even included. Uh, but this is uh, the, the third iteration of this story. And it started in 07 with the first movie. The second one came out in 09. The third one came out in 2012. And then between 2012 and 2021, nothing. That's a long, it's nine years to wait for a, a movie. And I was kind of thinking, maybe this is like long a time. Game of Thrones, George R.R. R. Martin thing. Anno is going to pass away before he finishes this story. Luckily, fortunately, that that did not occur. Between uh, the third rebuild movie and the fourth rebuild movie, approximately the amount of time it takes Octavius and I to put together a comic book junto. There it is. Y'all are just waiting that that, that period of time. So whenever anybody gets on our case and says, when's the latest CBJ coming out? I'm going to say, look, genius at work. It took Anno nine years to finish Evangelion. Let me work. Let us work. Let us toil. Let us make. And that's what we're here to do. But we're here to talk about something entirely different. We're talking about the series Marvel's What If on Disney+. Plus. Uh, this is, I think we talked about this being a nine or 10 episode series. We're only on Something. episode one of the, one two? of the two. I think there might be seven episodes left. Arguably, this is the one that we have been looking forward to. We really do mm-hmm. not know where we're headed from this point, but this is the one that everybody's talking about. I think we should just scale the spoiler wall and get right into it. Don't you? Yes. So internet, this is your friendly comic book Junto spoiler warning. We are going to get into What If, Episode 2, and quite honestly, all of the expansion of the MCU that could happen from there. You're being warned just to let you know mm-hmm. that we're going to be fully talking about this, and you're walking into, climbing over into, diving into spoiler territory. Yes. If you do not want this to be spoiled for you in totality, Please take caution, pause this episode, go watch episode two of What If, then come back and join us. But if you feel prepared, if you've weighed and measured the consequences and or repercussions and you want to come along with us. You're making this sound so dramatic. I I mean, I'm on a roll. (laughs) Yeah, I appreciate that. We welcome you to join us. And we're just going to do the countdown now, just so you know. Three, two. One, spoilers. It's your, it's fault. your fault. That's right. If you're still here, it's because you want to be here. That's right. The, the watcher has warned you. You are in uh, a brand new dimension, a new reality, in which T'Challa becomes a Star-Lord. Not the Star-Lord, mm-hmm. which I thought was mm-hmm. a, an interesting use of language here, but a Star-Lord. Your, your boy Peter Quill is not Star-Lord in this one. It is T'Challa. 
Yes. So, uh, yeah, that's where we are. Do you want to read the IMDb summary as you are wont to do? Um, so here's what I did. I checked, I cross-referenced Whoa. Uh, IMDb with actually Disney Plus. And it seems like this time they are saying You, you the got same the official thing. word. So I'm going to read it straight from Disney Plus. Okay. Number two, what if T'Challa became a Star-Lord? The rough-and-tumble space pirates known as the Ravagers abduct T'Challa instead of Peter Quill. Got it. Plain as that. Easy. Yes. Uh So, Mm -hmm. let's get right into our gut reactions. Usually, gut reaction, because every podcast is somebody's first. Mm -hmm. It's that feeling you get when you come out of the theater, you know, when you guys are standing around, hanging out, or just chatting outside of the theater. Or, since we're watching a TV show at home, that feeling right after the episode or the credits are running, or on Disney Plus, when you know it's okay to stop watching watching the credits because the suggestion pops up on the screen and says, because you watch this, you might want to watch that. Mm -hmm. That feeling, that thought, that process, what were you feeling? Adam, the gut reaction when this episode ended. Uh, immediate gut reaction. I was teary-eyed. I was remembering the, the legendary performance throughout the career of Chadwick Boseman. My initial reaction, of course, was, uh, you know, there's somber music playing during the credits because it comes right after a little title card. That dedicates the episode to our hero, to our inspiration, yes. uh, to the king of Wakanda. You know, I, I, I just think it was incredibly well done. So that was what I was writing on at the end. And then as I started coming back to reality and remembering what I had just watched, that it was a lot of fun, I was thinking, uh, this is what this series is about. This is what it is for. Now, of course, not every single episode can be as moving of a tribute to you know, an actor whom we've lost, or something as powerful or, or emotionally resonant. But I think uh, this episode does a lot to show the possibilities of what could occur if a few different pieces were rearranged in different places. And what a, what a gift to have Chadwick Boseman provide the voice. You know, we talked a little bit about this when we talked about the first episode. One of the biggest advantages right. of this series and Disney Plus doing this thing is the star power. You have the actors, for the most part, most of the original actors returning to provide their voice acting for these characters, which is major. And in this case, God, what a gift to have Chadwick Boseman yeah. be with us yeah. one last time. Now, I understand that he, he will appear, the character Black Panther will appear throughout episodes we have not seen yet. Yes, but, I, but, I believe that this is one of four um times that he will be voicing t'challa yeah yeah in this season of what if and i'm sure each one of them will be special but this one we know was focused on t'challa so it felt very special in that right uh i i was emotionally hit i felt very positive i yeah i enjoyed this episode profoundly and i liked the first episode a lot but this one uh it hit different as they say octavius hit different there's a whole song about it yeah Uh, what about you what's your gut reaction so my first reaction when this ended was that is a what if story Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um of course you have the ending part where um 
they do the tribute, and I wrote down what it says, dedicated to our friend, our inspiration, and our hero, Chadwick yeah. Boseman. Yeah. And when they have the music playing, <clears throat> of course, it's just like, ah, oh, man. How could but you it's not amazing. get misty, you know? How could you not? Cheat. I don't normally yeah, cry after a 30-minute cartoon. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, well, Ooh. the power of animation and storytelling, you know? Yeah. But I will say, you know, it really was like, this is what if, you know, um, I thought that this, but at the same time, I was kind of like, huh, I, I had a weird feeling of like, did I like that? Hmm. Question mark, dot, dot, dot. I want to hear more about that. Well, I mean, I think a large part of the reason why I felt like that is because it was a lot more, it was, it was significantly less action-packed than the first episode. Okay, sure, yeah. You know, and I did like the fact that it was like, man, this is really, really different than what the original first episode was like. So I think it was kind of like shifting into, gear, shifting into a different gear. Yeah. So I was kind of like, well, wait a minute. What, what, what? I would think I've been, I think... I had the mental burden of connecting it mm, or trying okay. to understand it or trying to go, wait, well, how does this, well, what does this have to do with, you know what I mean? And I don't know that I fully allowed just the episode just to do what it was going to do. Yeah. You know, just be what it is because in a lot of ways, Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel Studios has taught us to believe and think and look for and expect it to all connect. Yeah, of course. You know, and I think part of what this episode is doing and part of what, 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 what if is doing is teaching me how to watch it. Uh huh. So when the episode ended, I was kind of just like, that was cool. Um, what? You know what I mean? Like, well, did it, so did how it leave this... you wanting more? Did you want to know where it goes? Was it not enough yeah. story given to you? especially because it ended on the whole Peter Quill and mm. ego thing. And I was kind of like, well, what does that mean? You know? Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm just, my brain, I felt myself kind of search, kind of feeling like the story was incomplete. Mm, like okay. it was dot, 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 or like it was like unresolved in a way or unconcluded. And mm. I was kind of like, that was cool. That was good. But like, What's it all mean? You know? Mm -hmm. And I had to take some time away from it and then watch it again. So I watched it before we recorded today. Mm -hmm. And I had a significantly different response to it. Oh, okay. Because which, I had which time. direction? Well, much more not not that it was bad. It was never negative. Yeah. But I think I was able to just let it happen. Got it. Just yeah. watch it and enjoy it. And I think I saw things I didn't see before. I enjoyed it more than I did the first time because I let go of it mattering in the big grand scheme of everything. I was able, and I think that's part of what happened in the first episode because that's part of what I was thinking about in the first episode is like, oh, this feels like a, almost like swapping two characters who kind of have the same personality. You kind of had the same like ethos and spirit. Yeah. You swap Peggy Carter with Captain 
you know, Steve Rogers, and yeah. it's kind of just like, I feel like I just watched the first Avenger again. Yes. And yeah. I'm like, and we, and we okay. talked about that a little bit where both of us were impressed. We both enjoyed it quite a bit, but I think both of us would agree that it was very familiar, arguably too right. familiar. So right. while we see the remix as it's playing out, it's a lot of the same story beats, a lot of the same jokes, but in, in different timing, that sort of thing. Uh, and I think this episode pulled out some stops that I, I was really impressed with. It, namely, there was one scene in particular uh, pretty early on in the episode, maybe about halfway, when it, it does something with the story that I thought was so special in terms of understanding how things would truly be different if these characters were swapped, if T'Challa became Star-Lord as opposed to Peter Quill. Uh, and I suppose we better just talk about that, and, and then we can get into what we liked, what, what didn't work for us as much. But for me, it was when they're at the bar celebrating that, that little heist in the beginning, and they're all talking about how T'Challa is you know, a great adventurer, and he's gone all uh, so many different great adventurers. How could he rank? Which one was favorite? And someone asks him, well, what about when you beat Thanos? And then Thanos pulls up to the table and sits down and says, yeah, you know, he talked it, talked it through with me, and uh, I totally understood his perspective. Yeah. And joined the I squad. Says, and I'm I, man enough to, to I, understand I, I mean, I'm I really, wrong or something I, like that. Yeah, exactly. I, I put my hand over my chest. Like, that's, that is Thanos. That's, that's Josh Brolin. That is the big bad from the entirety of the MCU as we have known it up until Endgame. That is a formidable character. And they're saying, and I believe them, that if T'Challa were in charge with that first interaction with those encounters instead of Peter Quill, T'Challa has the diplomacy, charisma, empathy. He doesn't want to hurt. He doesn't want to fight. He doesn't want war. And he would be able to talk to Thanos, talk down the Mad Titan, and get him to see it from his perspective. I found that so special that hit me as a really important beat because I think that that it's not like, you know, uh, T'Challa would beat Thanos in a fight faster or better. Instead, he would fight entirely differently. And I think that that's what, what if can do. And that changes the shape of the, the universe altogether because now, you know, he's a good guy. And I just, I, I thought that was such a special moment and I really, really enjoyed that aspect of him just being one of the, one of the guys, you know, one of the, one of the teammates, very cool. Also, great opportunity for humor for everyone to tell Thanos that his plan was genocide the entire time. Right. And I, that this, so this loops us back around to my second time watching the show. Uh-huh. And this is what's different about it. When I didn't have that expectation for it all to connect, I noticed something that was said in the beginning of the episode that really helped me go, aha, okay, that's what this episode of The Twilight Zone is about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead mm-hmm. of going, oh, how does it connect in Peggy Carter this now and now, so then how does it get to MTU and the multiverse? I was more so able to just sit down and enjoy the episode because The Watcher laid it out for me a little different. And this is what he says in the beginning. I'm going to read it. Here he goes. The galaxy, to your eyes, 100 billion points of light. But where you see light, I see worlds and countless stories that fill them. But in a multiverse, 
in the multiverse of infinite possibility is your destiny determined by your nature or by the nature of your world. So I actually paused it and wrote that down because I was like, okay, who cares about what, what happened with Peggy Carter? You know what I mean? Who cares about what happened before? That's not the point of what we're doing right now. Yeah. You know, the point is to just take your action figures and go, you know what? Now you're going to be Star-Lord. And I was able to just sit back and let it happen. Yeah. And I all the more was able to appreciate what I believe they were trying to do. They were trying to say, what if T'Challa, you know, was in this situation? Is it about who he is as a person or is it about the world that you put him in? That's sure. the question that this episode is asking. Yeah. Is T'Challa still T'Challa? Mm-hmm. If he's in a different scenario, or will he become somebody else if he's in a different scenario? It's a nature versus nurture conversation. Very much nature nurture, yeah. Mm -hmm. And this episode, to me, is different than the first episode. You know? Mm -hmm. It didn't seem like the first episode, well, maybe I missed it, or maybe I was just so wrapped up in the animation and the excitement of it all. But when you see him sit down, and when he first in interacts with Korath, and Korath is like, my lord! You know, and he's like, that is not what I expected. You know, a different. Yeah. So you, from the jump, you go, yeah, this is not, <laughs> this isn't Peter Quill. Yeah. You I know mean, what I'm saying? It's, and that's, it's really fun that they got to play that joke again. That sequence where Star-Lord comes in and he's about to steal right. the stone and then the Ravagers come in or whomever and they come in and they stop him. And when he says, you don't know who I am, I'm Star-Lord. That was from the film. Ooh. And everybody's like, who's Star-Lord? And in this case, everybody knows Star-Lord. They love him. Right. It would be right. such an honor to fight him. Do you want me to... I don't have to use my gun. No, it's it's fine. I, I can't. No, no, oh, You were, you were too kind. And it's, you know, the that interaction is great because we get the same joke, but a different punchline. And yes. I really enjoyed the way yes. that they did that because from the jump, they're recognizing things would be different. This person would matter. Yes. People would speak his yes. name. And I just think, I, you know, it immediately struck me as this is the right way to remix it. You said something that I think is really poignant. You know, it's about that nature nurture. Would, would the person change if the environment and circumstances change? And while I really enjoyed the Captain Carter episode... I think Steve Rogers and Peggy are both similarly heroic, yeah. good-natured, patriotic. Yeah. They fight for the good guys. There is less nuance. Now, of course, there's an entire conversation about the obstacles that Peggy has to put up with as a woman. But they didn't show them to us. That's right. As, as like, in such a crystallized, clear way. They were, like, they had, I mean, not to minimize it because it's real, but it's almost like, you're a girl. Girls can't do this. And that's yeah. so dismissible. You know what I mean? Like, get this goon out of here. Mm -hmm. That wasn't like deep. You know what I'm saying? Like, versus like, it's almost like for what if, to, so far out of two episodes, so what do we know? We got seven more mm -hmm. episodes. But yeah. out of the two, it seems like the, the, the hit of what if is more potent if the contrast is very evident. The yeah. thing is with Peggy and Steve is... They basically did the exact same thing. Yeah. They had uh -huh. the same response, except there was cooler fights. 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it was more like an animation showcase than like, whoa, this is so different. Which is not a knock. This one is like, this is so different. Yeah, again, it's not a knock, but it's like. Not a knock, but it would definitely be, you know, what if if Logan became Captain America? We would have a fundamentally different story. Yes. You know, what what if Blade became Captain America. You know, those sorts right. of things I think would be really right. useful and interesting. Wacky stuff. Like twi- like we say, Twilight Zone. Like it's, if Twilight Zone was like, what if, you know, uh, it, you know what, you know what example it is? What mm. if Donald Trump became the president of the United States? Duh. It's 2021, But you get what I'm trying to say? That <laughs> yeah. sounds like a what if scenario. That would never, the part of, you know, I just figured it out. Part of what makes a good what if a good what if is the scenario where it's like that would never happen that's ridiculous yeah that's, that's ridiculous mm-hmm. and then when you play it out you're just like man i never would have thought of that mm-hmm. and when you see things like man i guess t'challa would be able to engage with thanos and reason with him yeah uh-huh. Peter Quill's never reasoning with with Thanos. He's clearly punching him in the face. Yeah. Because he's mad. Like, what'd you do to my girl? You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. And I also think it, it's very special that this episode not only recognizes that T'Challa is of a different nature, he wants to speak, he wants to reason, he wants to listen and understand, but also they very firmly establish that T'Challa was upset with the status quo of Wakanda being hidden. And so they very quickly address, you know, uh, T'Chaka says, look, you don't want to have anything to do with the outside world, little, little kid, because the outside world is hateful. They bring war. It's a miserable experience. Trust me. And you have a little boy who wants to be an explorer. He wants to adventure and he wants to give back because the world that he grew up in wasn't quite doing that. It wasn't engaging with the rest of the universe. And so as an adventurer, as this cosmonaut, he decides to become like Robin Hood, which by the way, I thought was wild. Apparently Wakanda deals yeah. in uh, uh, European uh, fairy tales and folklore. Well, maybe uh, just education. You know, they are the smartest people in the true, entire Marvel true. universe. Yeah, so, they probably have like a uh, library of Alexandria kind of joined. Yeah. Um, but I thought they that was probably, really I mean, funny. Yeah. Yeah, and so, I can imagine that they'd be wise enough to be able to receive wisdom for wherever they find it. By all means. By all you means. Know? That's a, that is let's, an excellent point. Yeah. Let's get into favorite parts. So uh-huh. what was your favorite moment of this episode? Well, you know, for a fact, you know what? Actually, I'll save this part, actually. Uh, two favorite parts. The first one, I already mentioned, the inclusion of Thanos in a new role. As soon as he stepped up and sat down and talked about the the previous encounter that he had with T'Challa and how they began to see eye to eye. I just was so struck that that sticks with me as such a highlight of this episode. And I loved it so much. Uh, my, uh, my second favorite would be shout out to Carrie Coon, one of my favorite actresses who reprises the role of Proxima Midnight. She was one of the original, uh, uh, what, what the hell is the name of them? The, the I was just about to say Blackguard. Uh, uh, there's Ebony Mall. No, and there's the other. Not, is it Blackguard? Something it's like the, that. Whatever the hell it is. Good. I'm a bad geek. I don't even know. I have the whole World Wide Web to take a look at, but I'm not going to do it right now. But uh, I was looking at the IMDb cast, and I saw some of these Black Order. The Black Order. Thank you. And I saw some of these uh, uh, prestigious actors and actresses came back to deliver one, maybe two lines, 
And right. Carrie Coon was one of them. Denai Guerrera it has one line at the very end. He's like, that sounds a lot like genocide. <laughs> it's like, thanks, Denai. Appreciate yeah. you. You killed that. Let me give you this check. Yeah. We're going to see you at the next movie. So, uh, that, they, yeah, that tickled me. Uh, Carrie Coon being around, that was total highlight. I thought that was wonderful. Man, I love this episode. I cannot say enough nice things about this episode. I thought I watched it twice back to back almost. Wonderful. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I was just so delighted by it, man. What about you? Highlight? My favorite moment or moments, I'd have to just gather them, is or are the, you know, Wakandan soundtrack in this episode. Yeah. Man, when the... um, uh, uh, ancestral plane music plays. Yep. Oh, just like it's so interesting. It's almost like you know when you hear so, this is the first thing that came to my mind. Like after these messages, we'll be right back. Like you hear old <laughs> stuff from a long time ago, and you're just like, oh, it just transports you back there. You know, yeah. it takes you back to teenage mutant ninja. Like you just. It has it just it just grabs you by the neck. You, you have mm-hmm. no control over it. It just emotionally transports you when you're there. Yeah. When I heard the music, I was like, "Oh, I remember this feeling." Yeah. I remember sitting in the theater cuz you haven't heard it in a long time also. And you hear the ancestral playing music and you're just like, "Oh, man." And then you hear, you know, the part where Okoye is fighting and she takes the wig off and like that music the Dora Milaje music like every time that music dropped I was like I love this yeah <laughs> I love this I, it's, so, it's so interesting when Endgame was coming up my wife agreed to watch all the Marvel Cinematic music all the Marvel Cinematic uh, Universe movies with me uh-huh. and she told me that she looked at me when we were, I was, we were watching one of the movies and she says, you were just smiling. <laughs> and I just looked at you and I was like, he is having such a good time. <laughs> yeah. And I, of course I didn't recognize I was doing it, but you know, I can imagine that, you know, when you're just in it and I can imagine that the way I looked is how I felt at that moment of just like, I love this. Yeah. You know, Secondly, of course, Thanos was a, what? Wait, what? And that's why, again, I say this is a what if. There's no, it's like, what? Thanos is a part as a ravager? And Mm -hmm. how? Like, the greatest power with, what? What? Yeah. Yeah. And so that was cool, too. But I definitely think the, the music overrides i just want to i want to run parallel that story of your wife looking at your reaction surreptitiously while the two mm-hmm. of you were watching black panther with uh my partner uh timory who tweeted this yesterday if you want to know who adam tetteris is as a person he is currently crying while watching a documentary about the making of evangelion <laughs> <laughs> a subtle but important difference <laughs> I was being observed, and I got put on blast. (laughs) That is extremely funny to me. Put on blast for everyone. If you want to know who Adam Tedris is (laughs) as a person... Is I mean, is Deep she not down wrong? On the She's inside. not wrong. Yeah, he is currently crying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the worst. Watching is, a documentary about Evangelion. Even reading that and thinking back to it, I started feeling a little misty. I was like, Yeah, I was though. I really was. 
Um, I, I just wanted to uh, point out how wonderful is it to be so swept up in the music and the score when you hear mm-hmm. those sounds very sparsely used throughout the episode. It's not like it was wall to wall, you know, Kendrick Lamar's right, music. Right, right, right. It was um, important. It was those important notes, points. right? It's like the, dr- yeah. it's, I, I don't know what produces those sounds. It's like a drum or a flute or there's, there's something specific that makes you think of Wakanda as mm-hmm. soon as he sees the mm-hmm. ship. But how yes. notable is that in a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie or show or whatever, given that most of the music in all of these movies, very forgettable. You know, I, yeah. there's the Avengers theme or Caps theme yes. or whatever it is yep. and you recognize it. The Avengers I, theme I, for I sure. I couldn't hum it even, but uh, pretty much all of those sounds, the, the, the music itself is pretty forgettable. I got three. Except for what three that stand, Well, four. Four that stand out to me. Oh, yeah? It's the beginning, done. Dun 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 dun, like that whole thing, da 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 da, da. like yes, that beginning yeah. of the movie. Yes, like I can hear that from across the room. And be like, who's watching a Marvel movie? Mm-hmm. You know, there's that one. There is the Avengers theme. I can I can see people using that at like basketball games, and you're starting. Like, you know what uh, I mean? Okay. You could see them and everybody hearing that and going like, oh, the Avengers are coming. Yeah, you know? sure. That sure. I remember. Um. I think the Spider-Man one because it's like da 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 da. Like well, we all course. know yeah. what that of is, of course, right? But it's like the all of the Wakanda music, not just one song. Like many joints, Ludwig Van Gorenson, I believe. I'm sorry if I mispronounced his name. He made some really iconic, unbelievable music. I always yeah. think of the the like the sh- the shrill beginning of the. Uh, the Dora Milaje theme, you know, when they get into that fight, when she throws a wig off, like you already mentioned, I always yeah. think of that and it gets me so amped. It's so exciting. Um, I just wanted to take a moment to respect that because for the most for part, sure. the MCU didn't really, they, they don't go the DC universe where you recognize the Superman theme, the Batman mm-hmm. theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not something like that. It's, it's a little bit different. And uh, Black Panther, it's just... I don't know. It's important. You hear those sounds and it transports you somewhere. It's important. Um, what about any... Go, uh, go, go ahead. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, when I slash we go and see Wakanda Forever, Sheesh. definitely going to be weeping time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be like, if you go with me, I'm probably going to cry. Yeah. So... Just wrap your head around it. Well, Kugler, because I have no shame. <laughs> Kugler's in charge of that, so I I have zero doubt about how that's going to pan out. I, I think it's going to yeah. be incredible. But um, that's a story for a whole nother time. We've been theorizing on some of the things that we might see. Simba Sparks mm-hmm. planting some seeds, some ideas of uh, who we might meet in Wakanda Forever. The possibility is, oh, of seeing. Oh, oh, oh wait, 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 wait. That yeah, they're saying that. They're saying that we're going to meet. We we hear, we heard that Kevin Feige said. I don't know that there's any video. There may be, correct me if I'm wrong, internet. Yeah. Adam Tedderus. Um there oh, may oh, be okay. I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> there may be some video of Kevin Feige saying this, but we heard he said that we are going to meet Riri Williams Ooh. in Wakanda Forever. Yeah, that would be special. And, and Simba Sparks has an amazing theory mm-hmm. um that I wanna or it's, it, it's actually Kim Ken Smarks. Ken Sparks. So mm-hmm. we don't, someone's not looking for Simba Sparks, but his theory is that um, it would be cool if the 
like the programs that T'Challa set up in America that Shuri is running mm-hmm. that maybe Riri came through that program yeah. and somehow finds herself in Wakanda on some sort of trip or some sort of like field trip or something to that, to, to that effect. And I was just like, wow, that's an amazing idea. I would love to see that happen. So I, yeah, it credit, seems like it's uh, like Ken it writes itself. Simple sparks. It's, it's so sharp. It seems like it writes itself. I don't want to get too, uh, and my my hopes for something like that, and then feel devastated if it doesn't come to pass. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like it's something fun. like that just makes a lot of sense. Um, I did want to check in with you about uh, you know any lowlights. Was there anything missing from this episode for you? You talked a little bit about feeling yeah. like a lack of resolution. Is that something that went away when you watched a second time? When I watched the second time, I didn't feel that at all. I just enjoyed it. it because yeah. again, I think that. I am learning what role this is supposed to play, but we'll see, you know, we've got multiple episodes left and we'll see how this goes. Yeah. Here is something that is taking me out of this show. Mm, okay. It, it's bumping me every time I see it mm-hmm. and I'm seeing it a lot. I am admittedly going to get into, you know, inside baseball. This is animation uh, geek stuff. This is, this is okay. The lip sync. Ah, is taking me out. Got it. It's constantly bumping me. The mm-hmm. mouth shapes are off. Mm. Like people's mouths don't move like that and make those sounds. And there's some, it happens a lot. It happens often. Mm. And out of all the positivity, all the things I enjoy, all, all the, I mean, the animation is pretty good, you know, but that's just one thing that I'd be like, ah, can we get the mouth shapes right? Mm-hmm. can we get the timing and the spacing right like like because it's so I, I don't know if this is my it very well may be you know what you can confirm this for me it may be my my animator eyes because like now i can see it as an animator i can go how did that get past the, you know what i mean yeah but that's really it mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that part where i was like i wish and I think that this isn't even a complaint because I'm recognizing that I have to let them tell me the story they want to tell me the way they want to tell it to me. I wish I kind of understood how this all fits. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I can be patient. That's not a ding. That's not a critique. That's just more of a I desire. Yeah. But the only note I have is like the lip sync. Got it. I'm struggling. I mean, I- I'm watching you talk and the sound in your lips are off. I mostly don't notice the lip sync, although I am certain that I will in episode three. So I want to say thank you for uh, ruining the rest of this season well, preemptively. Really looking forward to that being an issue that I All cannot right. get past. My but uh, for the most part, I don't notice that. Is, <laughs> you, you asked. <laughs> is, this, is this a problem uh, with, you know, uh, a duck bill wouldn't move like that when Howard is on screen? Is this something no, like that? No, it's, it's humans. Like, you know... In order to make certain sounds, your mouth does certain things. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of ma 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 that they're doing. They're kind Got of it. like ma 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 ma. Like your your mouth doesn't go like that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, you go at F and you're going, I'm sorry, I just blew that in the mic. No, if you're no. doing the F, if you're doing the F sound, your yeah, mouth's yeah. not going to be like ah. You're not. Right. Gonna, it just moves differently. Your lips purse. They flex differently. Of course. I understand. Yeah, like if you're going ooh. Your mouth's not going to look like ah, ooh, and like just at home. If you do ooh and ah, your mouth just did two different things. Uh-huh. If you do uh and e, you just your mouth did two different things. Just those a e i o u, like all of those sounds, your mouth just changed. Yeah. 
So, sorry, we don't need to get into this. this no, is but like, it, look, it's interesting, especially given, you, regardless of your level of understanding of the animation process, we mm-hmm. do all understand uniformly that no one has more money and resources than Disney. So That's these, my only thing. These are things that could be addressed yes. if it ended up being an issue. I wonder if this is a process and budget and timeline issue where they finish the animation for the show long before they... Uh, solidify and submit the script and get the VO pop in or something along those lines. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But uh, and please okay. shout out to the animators because animation is hard. Yeah, and the animation is amazing. It's beautiful. However, mm-hmm. note still there. Not even as like, well, could you do it better? No, <laughs> I could sure. not. Sure, I could not do it better. So it's not a scenario where. You know, but I also don't think you can only have an opinion if you can do better. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, out of all the great things that are there, that's the one thing that makes me go, ah, sure. you know, I'd like to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, I mm-hmm. would say uh, from my side, you know, one of the things that took me out a little bit is uh, Benicio del Toro's performance of uh, Tanavir Tavan mm-hmm. was different. He was he was yes. bringing a different flavor and a different energy. Now I understand this is what if. So you know I don't know. Maybe at some point in time, him becoming uh, the the all time bad guy instead of Thanos caused him to have some more punch and right. behave different. But whatever apologetics, I can come up with a reason to believe why this would be the case. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it struck me as different and not as special or interesting as the performance he gave as the collector in the movie. I liked him as the collector in the movie. I think he had a really weird KG performance that I liked. Yes. And I was sort of missing that. Uh, I would also say, similarly, Howard the Duck is in this episode. This is a, a nitpick. I don't like Seth Green as Howard the no? Duck. No? That's not Does my he sound too human? He sounds too human, He sounds he? too human. He says stuff like, where are you going, dude? And I just feel like, I don't know. For me... I could see Danny DeVito being Howard or something. I don't know. He's like oh. a different kind of crotchety oh. dude. And maybe the per- maybe the voice is just too regular. It might be too regular. It might be too recognizable since you know Seth mm. Green is all over. Mm-hmm. So I I hear Seth Green and I see Chris from Family Guy, Joker from Mass Effect, mm. virtually mm. every character in uh, uh uh shoot yeah what's the name of his stop motion. Uh, sh- uh, robot chicken robot chicken um so you know it might be too regular might be too familiar it just doesn't really work for me uh my my third and final nitpick you know i was looking everywhere for the man thing in this episode every yeah, container I every cell on all your over the place and he he was not there could not spot him please let me know if i i, I missed it maybe there's a freeze frame that i need to uh enlarge 32 times and so i can see you know a couple pixels in the general shape of the man thing but that was it more more man thing necessary oh Mm -hmm. you know not enough man thing ding at the very end you know we have our emotional uh uh, resolution where uh t'challa is reunited with his family and we have everyone Mm -hmm. hanging out wakanda Mm -hmm. that's very special and then we we dip over to check in on what's peter quill doing and he's Mm -hmm. mopping up over at dq and Ego comes in and, and uh, says, hey, what's up, son? And for me, while I understand that that is stitching together what could be seen in a, a, a future episode, and I understand that we're saying, look, if these roles have changed, and maybe you want to know where that guy went, I don't care so much. 
I, I felt like that that little stinger at the end softened what was otherwise a really excellent, yeah, yeah. poetic episode. So that wasn't as important to me. I'm not as big a fan, uh, but you know, neither here nor there. We'll see where we go in the next episode. Right. I got a couple questions for you before yes. we end this out. Uh-huh. <clears throat> couple things i've been pondering mm. we have found out that there is a multiverse that means in a lot of ways we can compare and contrast different possibilities mm-hmm. different ways things could go so i got a few ideas that i've just been thinking like man i wonder what adam thinks about this and internet i wonder what you think about this too so feel free to answer these questions at octavius a newman at adam tedras at comic book junto if you need your galaxy guarded which Guardians of the Galaxy do you pick? Do you mm. pick the Guardians of the Galaxy led by Peter Quill? Or do you pick the Guardians of the Galaxy led by T'Challa? <laughs> if you need your galaxy guarded, uh-huh. okay, who do you want to guard it for you? I have to come in and say it's no contest. It's got to be T'Challa and his crew. The, okay. idea of, uh, the idea of Thanos being on that team, I've seen what he is capable of doing, and if he can do that for the good guys and for a noble mm-hmm. purpose, that we want that on our side. T'Challa is an all-timer. He can do anything he wants on Earth, in space. As it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. <laughs> exactly. I just found the joke you. was there. It was like a layup. I was like, in, the, in that kingdom, <laughs> the kingdom of that. Wakanda and the kingdom of heaven. Uh, I, uh, I feel like it's, it's a no brainer for me. It's gotta be T'Challa and his, and his gang. Although I do of course miss Gamora and I miss Groot. You know, we don't have them with us and I feel like Groot is very special to me. Rocket, you know, Drax, Quill himself, uh, they're all erratic. I feel like they put everyone in more danger than they save people from. So mm. if I want my maybe galaxy, that's why they're a family. They're for maybe my money. To be if, I'm, if I'm getting a security system for, my, I get the ring, you know, webcam system for my galaxy. It's uh-huh. got to be. It's got to be T'Challa and his gang. What about you? Um, I am. See, that's the thing. If Thanos is here, right? Is this a Kang issue where it's like who who fills that void? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like right. that's one of the things about I've learned from movies and TV and stories. Man, I wish it was like this. Mm-hmm. Was it? What's that called? Was that called a monkey's paw or something like yeah, that? Yeah, monkey paw situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like well, I'll give you this, and it's like oh I have it, and it's like but what did you give up to get that? Yeah, you know. Sure. So. It's almost like a bigger philosophy that hangs over my head that goes, things are the way they are because they're supposed to be like that. Sure. You know Uh what I mean? So whatever good or bad comes from it is on purpose because there's some sort of greater uh, orchestrator. And maybe that orchestrator is the, you know, maybe it's the he who remains or Kang or whatever the case may be. You know, but I'm going to pick just off of the game we're playing. Mm Mm-hmm. Because this kind of leads me to my next question. I'm going to take the Peter Quill-led Guardians of the Galaxy. Really? Yes. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why. They got fewer stars on Yelp. I just want to say that out loud. Uh, All right. uh, Peter and the Guardians, they got, let's say, three and a half at best. 
I don't know if I'm breaking the rules to my own game. Feel free to correct me if, if need be. Enter Octavius A. Newman headcanon. <laughs> okay. What if? If, because that's what's fun about what if. If T'Challa is not on Wakanda, what the hell's going on Wakanda now? Mm, mm-hmm. Is Wakanda unconquered? Okay, mm. let's just say, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if Peter Quill is not Star-Lord, now we see Ego ro- go reach out to him. We know what Ego wants. Ego wants him to turn into a, a battery, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <clears throat> and then what, what did the Watcher say? You know, too bad, too bad this could spell the end of the universe. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. Sure. So I go, ah, based off that little bit of information, like, Maybe I take the guarding that comes from Peter Quill because in his wackiness, his growth, his development, and the team that he's put together, it and the way that out. it shakes out everywhere else, yeah. I don't know that T'Challa can pull off the stuff that the Guardians of the Galaxy are supposed to pull off. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, sure, sure. I may need you to go out there and do something wild. I may need you to go out there and do a dance-off. T'Challa ain't doing no dance-off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's you true. know what i'm saying that is true that is true uh yeah, Next question. yeah you're right you're right next question yes would you rather have t'challa as black panther or star lord see where, think, where does he serve where does he serve best i think this falls in line with the last question that you asked because i would presuppose if i chose peter quill and the guardians <laughs> then that is where t'challa would be he'd be the black panther now if i choose t'challa and the Guardians, or T'Challa as Star-Lord, then, you know, we're, we're dealing in the same, different details in the same spectrum, same questions, Yeah, I guess right? that's fair. That makes sense. But I will say, you know, the thing that I, I invest my headcanon into, and I was hoping to see in this episode of What If, is with T'Challa out of the picture for, what was it, like 14 or 16 years, or a long time? Something, something. Like, it might be time. like 20 years, I don't remember. So he's, he's been away from Wakanda for that long. What I expected to see, though I did not, is Shuri as the Black Panther. Now, in the comics, we've seen Shuri step up and become the Black Panther. You know, she right, has been right. the protector, and she went to war with Atlantis, and she led Wakanda through difficult times and was a great leader. And so I, I believe that she is capable of doing that, which is why I think, and this is a reality that we are currently living in, you know, with our relationship to Wakanda as it is on the silver screen, you know, right. T'Challa is not the Black Panther in the future going forward. He is a Black Panther and we will have another, we will have another protector. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I have to believe that that is okay, that that is possible, that Shuri can step up, that there is someone who can take the mantle and do right. So uh, I feel like unrestrained goodness, unrestrained kindness and nobility and heroic antics in outer space, T'Challa has so much to offer the entire universe if he leaves Wakanda and he becomes Star-Lord. So I'll, I'll say, I'll go out on a limb, and I'll, maybe this is an unpopular choice, but I'll say he was a great Star-Lord. Let's have him. Let's keep him there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It, it's sure, interesting. Sure can it's, do it, you know? She can hold her own. She can, who run the I, world? Shuri. <laughs> it's interesting because I think like when if we're playing the game, I think that T'Challa as Star-Lord mm-hmm. might be better might might serve the universe better. Mm-hmm. Because 
T'Challa's impact from what we see in this episode on the universe. Like, look what happened with Thanos. Look what happened with, you know, this, that. And look at all the good he was able to do out there. And we know that there's a Shuri who can still be the Black Panther. Yeah, right. You know, so maybe, maybe, I, maybe I picked T'Challa as Star-Lord. Mm-hmm. Sure. To do more, sure. to do more good for the universe. Yeah. He's an MVP. Internet, what do you guys I mean, thoughts on thing. this? Yeah, everywhere he goes... He's going to save people, so I, I, I would love to know, beyond that even, look, f- fantasy cast T'Challa in different roles. Well, what if T'Challa got uh, a bit by a radioactive spider? Now what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> What's happening wow. now? So, uh, man, I, this is why I love What If. This is why I'm excited for what's to come. That's cool. Internet, we'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on this. And we thank you guys for hanging out with us for another episode of Comic Book Junto. Feel free to hit us up and chat with us. Let us know what your thoughts. Would you prefer to have um, a T'Challa-led Guardians of the Galaxy or a Star or a Peter Quill-led Guardians of the Galaxy? I'd love to hear you guys answer that question. Certainly. Again, at Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedders, at Comic Book Junto. And um, we're going to be coming back to talk about the next episode. I have no clue what's going to happen in that one. I am intentionally avoiding that information. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you can expect to hear back from us again about even Evangelion uh, 8675309. Um, <laughs> you cannot... <laughs> you cannot renew your Spotify subscription. I'm, I'm very excited this to talk about... This card has a zero, has a negative balance. Very excited to, to discuss Evangelion 3-6 Mafia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who run it? You, okay. you, you must be trapping. Uh, <laughs> I am very excited for that conversation. Uh, oh, man. That's Internet, funny. If, if y'all have enjoyed the final uh, installment of Eva, I, I would love to know what you think. DM me. Don't blast that out into the internet. Nah, do it in public. S- spoiler central. Like, yo, uh, I heard you was crying. <laughs> me too. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> no, we'll talk about it when we talk about it, which will be soon. But we will be back to talk about the next episode of What If Soon. We also want to know what you want us to be watching, listening to, enjoying, reviewing. Let us know which, what, what you want uh, CBJ to tackle. And uh, we'll take a look at that, you know? We'll put, yes, put a pin in it. Mm-hmm. But it's been fun. Yep. I'm, I'm excited for the next episode. Let's do this. That's right. So until next time, we love y'all. Peace. Oh, oh, oh.